Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by Barnabas Piper and our special guest host, Ronald J. Martin. Uh, Ron, you've been guest hosting on the program for like three years now. How does it feel, baby? Do you feel like a regular yet? You were because you were sharing with us off the air that you still, in some ways, felt like you were you were just kind of a guest in Trogue's house, as it were. Uh, but I think I speak for Piper in that I want to tell you that you're you're a made man now. You're part of this program, and uh, you're part of it in perpetuity. How how do you feel, baby? Baby, I can't tell you what that means to me. But um, so let me yeah. say thank you. And, uh, yeah, you know, coming on to, uh, an already established growing, obviously not where it is since I've been on it, uh, you know, podcast. Um, but yeah, there, there's a little, I think there can be a little of that, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't one of the founding, uh, you fathers, know, the, as the it founding were. fathers, yeah. founding team players, you know, so coming yeah. in, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like being a you know a first pick draft three years in in some yeah. ways, and, yeah. and I know you guys enjoy that that uh, that little analogy I just made a lot. Welcome um, to Happy Rant Sports, folks. Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> you, but would, I, you, know, you would be a guest host on that program. I think I'm just starting to feel at home. I think the memory and the scent of one Stephen Altrog <laughs> is uh, just starting to fade into the mm. proverbial you know ether. So I have, so, I have two questions in light of that statement. Uh, the first is. What is the scent of Altrogi? Uh, what what would you compare it to? And the second is, what could we have done to make you feel more welcome sooner? Mm, that's good, Piper. Pipe, that's a good yeah. question. I'm just going to be honest with you. You guys did a you guys did a, a stand up job. I, I it wasn't. I don't think it was you. I think it was me. Um, that just felt like maybe. Hey, is Trogues going to want to come back in? And then you guys are going to say sorry. It was Trogues's gig, so we're going to have to we're going to have to ask you to leave. To, you know, you were, to which, you were guarding your heart in that. Bit. Well, you know, there might have been a lawsuit after that or something. I don't know. I haven't figured that one out yet. But media, you know, that media did, law, media stuff. Sue us, sue us for our vast sponsorship wealth. That's what I mean. That's I mean, right. there's a lot of there's a lot of money. There's a lot of things involved here, as we well know. So, um, you know, my agent would have had to have called your agent, even though I think we have all the same. I think agent. we all three have the same agent. Yeah. So um, it would have been a quick call. Yeah, it would have been a quick call, and uh, we would have worked it out, and I would have walked away with hundreds of dollars. I think in my mm-hmm. One point two hundred dollars. One point two hundred. One point two hundred. Baby, uh, describe the scent of Altrogues. I don't know what the scent of Altrogues is, other than I think, um, I think the scent was, hey, hold on, should we talk about this? Hold on, should we not talk about this? And I feel like maybe that sort of the cautiousness, uh, you know, know, sort of the the controlled, but but I don't want anyone to think I'm cautious. Cautiousness of Trogues, you know, I think maybe that's faded. That's that's a good description. It is a good description, and I feel like you filled those shoes admirably because I, I think of the three of us, like you, you have the most on the line here in terms of like future <laughs> book deals and stuff. So, like you've you've been you've been coy as as Trogues was coy from time to time, but I want to talk Piper about the actual scent of Trogues, and I think it's like nineteen nineties like youth group room mixed with whatever like male fragrance evangelical men feel comfortable with because they're conflicted about male fragrances yeah, in what, general. What do you graduate from Axe body spray to? Cause it's, it's not the Axe body spray. That's a little juvenile. It's the it's one a just, juvenile, it, it's absolutely. the next one up. I'm what is the next one up? What some is Some kind of like old spice, you know, body spray that, that sort of masquerades as the odor. In the red you spray it like kind of all over your torso. Yeah, or like, like you some, know what I mean? maybe like a, a nautica 
uh, cologne where it's like it kind of looks like it's some name brand thing, but it's really like fourteen dollars a bottle. Smells yeah, a little bit yeah. like rubbing alcohol. You can get it at TJ Maxx. Yeah, you know, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nautica men's men's fragrance mixed with nineteen nineties youth group. You know, youth group room. So there it is. That's a scent of tropes. Mm. Smells like teen spirit, baby. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Boys, we have got. Uh, a full slate of topics to talk about. I'm excited Boy, to get into this. Do we? Do we? Do uh, we? Before we do that, pour yourself a cup of Ligaris Roasters coffee. Uh, run, don't walk to LigarisRoasters.com. Get a cup of the best coffee you will ever taste. And boys, we uh, we actually have some breaking publishing news here in the studio today. Uh, because we're media moguls, from time to time we get promotional emails from authors from publishers and there's just a lot to wade through but i think uh we're we're all in alignment on this one when it came across our desks we just felt uh as a group like we had to talk about it so uh i'm going to i'm going to produce this news release here in the studio uh i'm going to queue up the breaking news um audio and then we're going to get into this uh this release about a book called the other thief so uh here's the breaking news audio Okay, boys, Uh, I have in my possession a news release uh, about a novel called The Other Thief by one Frank McKinney. Now, Frank McKinney is a, to be fair, he's an author that none of us have heard about. Um, His website bills him as a real estate artist. Um, Piper, I, I may be like the Philistine in the room, but I don't know what a real estate artist is. You live in Nashville, which is one of the fastest growing markets uh, in America. Can you enlighten me as to what a real estate artist is or does? Uh, you know what? All that comes to mind is Billy Joel singing about a real estate novelist. And I, so it's, I, think, I think he does the illustrated version of that. So he's like a, a real estate graphic novelist. He's a real estate graphic novelist, and the other uh, the other subheading under his name here on the website is best selling author. So uh, apparently, one Frank McKinney has been making the rounds Frank, in publishing. I, I feel like maybe we should let our listeners in on a little trick of the trade in this publishing thing. Yeah, the phrase "best selling" is completely yes. relative. What do you have to do to be able to be comfortable saying that about yourself? Um, like, what? How many books do you have to sell? You just have to be the best selling author in whatever category is in your mind. So I'm the best-selling author in my home. Therefore, <laughs> I am a best-selling author. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Until Ted, your daughters start writing, you know, I mean, then Ted, you, you have more categories you can pick from because you've written books that have been in multiple categories and have sold significantly more than my books have. I don't know Ronnie's book sales, but probably more than his as well. So Ronnie's probably the best-selling author at his church, uh, which would make him a best-selling author. author. He's the best-selling author that used to be in Joy Electric. You know, I think it's safe to say that. You are are the best-selling, you know, former uh, long snapper for a semi-pro football team. Absolutely. I wear that with pride. So it's it's almost like award-winning, you know. that, yeah, that, that's another winning. one you can throw on there that you know it, it it spices up your bio and means approximately nothing. Dude, sometime we should on a future program we should talk about kind of the the quaintest award we've ever won. Because um, I've got some funny I've got some funny stories in that uh, in that space. But enough about us, boys. Uh, I'm here to talk about Frank McKinney and his new book, The Other Thief. Now, Ron, I want you to do. I hope you have the cover art in front of you. Do, do mm-hmm. you have that? 
Yes, yeah. we're all looking at the same thing. I want you, Ron, to just kind of paint a picture for the listeners, because this is radio and not television, of what the cover of The Other Thief looks like by Frank McKinney. Mm. Well, I, you know, I think it's, it, it, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's what you would expect if you were looking for a sultry, you know, romance novel. About um, the crucifixion. About the crucifixion. Because, which, let's be clear, which, that's the subject which, which, matter. Obviously, that's a, that's a massive genre. Yeah. I mean, every time, time you're going through, every time you're going through checkout at your grocery store, you're seeing oh, all of the crucifix romance genre novels just literally Absolutely. enticing you to like grab them and buy them. And so, uh, when we look at the other thief, again, the subtitle being a collision of love, flesh, and faith. Let's not mm-hmm. let's not miss the sub. And I'm sure Frank, I'm sure he sweated over that sub. I'm sure yeah. he spent a long time over that. Blood, sweat, and tears. You guys know how hard it is. I mean, you know, the great ones make it look easy, but but it, it is difficult. So, so this, is, this is what we have. So we have a picture. Yeah. We have a half picture of what presumably is Jesus Christ uh, on <laughs> on the cross with with the, with like the uh, with the sign, you know, uh, you know, with whatever the the insignia and the sign, you know, here here is the King of the Jews behind yeah. his head. Yeah. But you only see you only see part of Jesus's sort of marred body and then in the and then in the background you see a bigger you see a bigger image of the of you know the other thief the thief yeah. to his right yeah. um and then there is now a woman uh, presume and not presumably she's a woman in red wearing <laughs> this long flowing just gorgeous gown that wraps around his mm. naked torso all the way up Dude, I see that with I, the gown. I like, I like how you use the, the word time. torso. Uh, that's right. a very, that's a very uh, strategic a use of a word that means something. Yeah, we'll call it his midsection, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm I trying will. to keep it, I'm trying keep to keep it family it friendly. Keep it PG. And then, yeah. uh, and then in the background, you have what is obviously like, you know, the, the, you know, a, a, it couldn't just be a blue sky. It has to be lightning. Because, you know, at some point everything went black. And but really, I think what I want to key on in more than anything is the bottom of his cross, which is on fire. In Fuego. And the the very suggestive uh, look of of the woman in red with with the dress that is literally draped around him. Yeah, that gown is unbelievable. I just noticed. Oh, the gown is gorgeous for that. Can we just talk about the gown for a minute? I mean, we're going to we get all into this other stuff. Let's talk about the gown. Yeah, this is. Sure. I mean, this is this is like becoming uh, red carpet happy rant, but it is a very it red is. carpety sort of uh, sort of gown. Yes, Piper, I want to turn our attention to the the physique, the person of the other thief. Now, I, I was about to say, I, I I wanted to comment on the lats of Jesus, which is not a thing I think has ever been said on this podcast, but just the lats and triceps of Jesus Christ on this book cover oh, are absolutely. They're they're divine, dude. His his lat and tricep game is just off the charts. You know, um, unbelievable upper body strength there. Um, this Jesus has spent. Yeah. he's he's put Not some time having, in the gym. He has sure. no problems carrying the sins of the world with those muscles. Yeah, with those shoulders. You know, yeah. I mean, g- good luck to you, world. You know, <laughs> weighing down uh, weighing down this yeah, physique. You're now, Piper, nothing. Let's, Let's talk about the other thief. How much? Just looking at the physique there, and Piper. I know you're a sports guy. I'm a sports guy too. We get into, you know, the the NFL combine and metrics. How many reps with two and a quarter do you think the other thief could do? Hmm, that is a good question. I mean, I I put it in like, uh, probably like upper twenties. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So they, they, I'd say like the, I'd say like twenty four to twenty seven. 
Okay. Yeah, I was going to go a little lower. I was going to go 15 to 20 range, which is very respectable for, you know, linebackers, strong safety. Um, but usually, you know, like, backs. the top linemen do, like, upper 30s to 40s. And this guy is, like, this, yeah. this guy is, like, one of those. Yeah, he's, like, strong safety wide receiver phenom. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, mid 20s yeah. easy. He's like Taylor Mays. Remember Taylor Mays from the 90s? Played I strong do. safety at USC. He was, like, 6'2, 230, <laughs> ran, like, a 4'4. Was a um, terrible football player in the NFL, but was an absolute workout warrior. And was an unbelievable like kill shot guy in college. Yes. I mean, his YouTube clips are are sensational. But but yeah, that's what we're looking at here with the other thief. Now, Ron, you come from the music industry, so I want you to do, if you would, a little work on describing the other thief from the neck up, um, because I feel like he looks like to me every like '80s rock star. He looks like Brett Michaels from Poison. Yeah, he, uh, speak to that big guy. Yeah, he looks. I mean, I, I, I would say I would get I would get a little more into the '90s, and I, I would okay. I would say you know he looks a little bit more like when when heavy metal guys in the '90s knew they were in trouble, mm-hmm. and so they stopped like blonding out their hair and they let oh, it go good. natural. They yep. they they, yep. they let it go. You know, they let it go to its natural brown or black color, and sure. you know they let the natural curls kind of just like get back into it, and they had a lot of facial hair. And um, or he either just looks like that or he looks like, uh, you know, he looks like the lead singer of Megadeth. Like I, it, it's one. It's a cross. Between Dave Mustaine. Like, yeah. 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 Dave Mustaine. And, you yeah. know, what? I can't tell from my angle here on my on my comp, but yeah. uh, I swear he has like I swear his left arm looks like a full sleeve. And I, dude, I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. sure. And it might just be where he's all battered and bruised. But but he looks tattooed. No, I, I agree. He looks tattooed. Do you know what I'm saying right now? If you boys are looking at it, like I'm not, yeah. I'm not. I'm looking sure. right at it. And I, now I'm starting to think if our lady in red has a bunch of tats like on her back, but that just might be my, my you know, man, this image I, is. So I think you're just pro- you're just projecting. A, yeah, I think you're just projecting monster uh, tramp stamp onto her. But he definitely looks tatted up. Yeah. Can we talk about the fire? At the bottom of the cross, baby. This is your program. You are you are a made man. You talk about the fire. I want to talk about whatever you want. I mean, man, I'm telling you, man. I mean, I've I've preached on the crucifixion a few times, and I just I don't remember the fire part. I remember yeah. the girl in red. I just oh, well, of I course. don't remember yeah, right. It, you know, because Mary was standing there. I don't remember yeah. the fire part at all. So maybe mm-hmm. you guys can help me. I mean, I, I know I'm the resident man of the cloth, but I don't – hey, I forget things. I don't remember well, everything. You know? let, me, let me read you a blurb uh, from the back cover of the book that I think will shed some light on this. Um, and here it is. This is from – oh, my gosh, man. This is funny, Piper. <laughs> I just saw who the blurb was from. He's from the guy that owns like all of West Michigan. Um, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give some context to that in a minute. Here's the blurb. McKinney creates an entirely new and daring genre with the other thief. Tortuous, tortuously is the word. Now, I'm, we're all word men. I don't know that that's an actual word because um, it's not torturously. It's tortuously honest and painfully vulnerable. And this, this blurb is from Rich DeVos, co-founder of Amway and author of Simply Rich. Um, wow. Rich DeVos as as mentioned before, owns like everything like left of Ionia, Michigan, all the way to Lake Michigan, if, if you're looking at a map. But uh, but yeah, he's this sort of rich Dutch Christian guy that that all other Christian Dutch guys in Michigan aspire to be. Um, that's that's high praise, though. So I think 
when you're creating a new genre, you can take some liberties mm. with like whether or not yeah, there you, was get to, you get to you get to create words as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's absolutely acceptable. Now this next blurb is bonkers, Piper. You're a you're a film guy, so I want you to speak to the the veracity of this one. Uh, here it is. Quote, fatal attraction meets the passion of the Christ as Fleming. <laughs> this is the one I sent to you guys as the hook for this topic. I knew uh, if I just dropped that phrase, you guys would be in. Uh-huh. Fatal, <laughs> fatal attraction meets the passion of the Christ as flesh collides with faith. That's from Steve Alton, New York Times bestselling author of Meg. Um, speak to that one, Piper. Wait a minute. Is Meg the thing that was just turned into a shark movie? I have no idea what Meg is. That's kind of what I was wondering. Because there's a movie out called, I think, Meg or The Meg. It's a really bad shark movie. Which is, which is apparently just horrendous as a film. But, um... I mean, you know I, what? It's, it was time for another shark movie. Jaws kind of missed the mark. I mean, that really did. That, that yeah, movie didn't, didn't really accomplish it. anything. Not iconic. So. Yeah. Nobody remembers no, it. No. Soundtrack sucked. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's. It, I, I'm always down for a mashup you wouldn't expect. I mean, it's like it's like you know, Brussels sprouts and chocolate. You know, at, served at this restaurant. That's a little bit what this sounds like to me. Uh, that with, sounds with, like a like a, a you know a a, a donut that Big R just ate. You know, yeah, like with, a hipster donut that he spent yeah, with seventy four like dollars like on a cayenne pepper uh, aftertaste kind Glaze. of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it, <laughs> this is that's a little bit that's a little bit what this is like. I mean, it's just like you, you almost have to you almost have to dig in just to see how does Fatal Attraction mesh with the Passion of the Christ. That's that's intriguing at the very least. Yeah, it really is, man. It really is. Now. At one point, we had located a Bible, or a Bible, silly me, a bio for one Frank McKinney. And uh, do you guys have that? Do you have it on you? Do I you don't. Um, I'm not finding it. I well, I, I there's a there's a bio on. Uh, well, here, let me. I think there's I think there's a quick one here. Um, T, wasn't that the one where you just read the real estate thing though, man? That wasn't the bio, dude. Somebody read that out loud, but it wasn't me. So I'm not. Frank McKinney is a five-time best-selling author. Took nine years to write and release this eagerly anticipated sixth title. I know I was eagerly anticipating it I as soon as I found out it existed. The buzz about this thing is unbelievable. 48 hours ago. Uh, yeah. In doing so, he has not only entered his fifth book genre. That's good. Just Dude, don't, five, don't five for five genre wise. That's right. Don't stick to what yeah. you know. Um, but he's created an entirely new and daring one. So not only has he entered a new genre, he has created one. Evocative and filled with honest grit, mm-hmm. the as opposed to dishonest grit, which we have no place for. The other thief no. pushes limits like nothing that has ever come before it. Nothing, not nothing. one thing, never in the world of media. It, yes, in, in the world of like in this. the world of pushing limits, this has surpassed yes. them all. A this tr- surpasses like Dennis Rodman in the '90s in the NBA. This yeah, there's, there's no like, naked Harley riding. There's no yeah, men in yeah. wedding dresses. There's right. nothing. Uh, a true Renaissance man, Frank is a real estate artist, ultra marathoner, actor, aspirational speaker. Does that mean he aspires to speak? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never know what that word means. I mean, I, I know what aspirational means. I think usually when you hear speaker, you would hear like inspirational or informational. Uh, aspirational mm-hmm. means like he's he is trying to say words. Uh, and an usher for the last 20 years at his 7 a.m. mass. 
Um, that I think is the crown jewel of his accomplishments. Yeah. Why do we have to, why do you think he had to mention that particular point? Um, that keeps it like, it keeps it on the regular guy. I mean, not an elder, not a pastor, not a community group leader in usher at his seven. Did it say AM or PM? 7 AM mass. Okay. It's early. I'm going to read his book. I'm going to read his book now. There's also a touch of the little old ladies love him because they love the 7 a.m. mass. And here's this here's mm. this rock star, handsome kid rock looking guy doing mm. ushering. Mm. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of a lot of rock star going on in that book trailer that we watched. Yeah. I actually do want to actually I would love to read a couple of chapters of the other three. Now that we can we get it? Is it is it available on this website? The the sample chaps? Yes. The, yeah, can, can I read this sentence and just like I just want to work all of these multisyllabic words into into it? Like, I just want to put this in front of you, gentlemen, as wordsmiths. So here yeah. we go. A philanthrocapitalist, he has made an unfathomable humanitarian impact. Just that right there. <laughs> that that is just a string of syllables uh, in Haiti through his caring house project. That actually sounds like. A legitimate thing. Uh, Frank this is, guy's probably a good dude. I'm already feeling like low-key guilty about this. Eh, but I should have stopped before Haiti so we could have made fun of him. Um, Frank, his wife, Nilsa, and their daughter, Laura, make their home in Delray Beach, Florida, where Frank wrote The Other Thief in his oceanfront treehouse office pictured below. Um, it's Did we get a picture of the office? I want to see go, this thing. If you go to that landing page and you scroll down... I'm scrolling. You see? Oh, I it look, see it. Yeah, it's the small photo, dude. Okay, so I want to I want to lay something on you, and then I will respond to the the multisyllabic words in in that section that you just read. But um, this photo and the content of his bio, and boys, I may I may be way off base here, but I think the subtext of all this is that Frank Frank McKinney's got himself a rich wife. You know what I mean? Like if you're an ultra marathoner and a, and a philanthro capitalist and a, and a, you know, like part-time musician with a tree house like that, you, you got yourself a rich lady thoughts. Yeah. I mean, are you guys on frankmckinney.com yet? I'm there, man. That's what we're looking at. Uh, no, so I, t- I turned back to the PR email they sent me about this, and uh, okay. I have some nuggets from this that I'd like to share whenever the conversation moves this way. So <laughs> yeah, you go but, like, first, Ron, because seeing... I'm, sure, I'm sure you have some observations that are gold. Well, dude, yeah, what, I mean, what do you have for me, Ron? Well, I just ha- I have I have not just the treehouse. I have like the oceanfront like beach house that I'm looking at, which looks Whoa. which looks literally bonkers. Yeah, yeah, rich lady. Yeah, you, are you looking at this? Do you think no, he I'm not, do you but, think he uh he real estate artistried that thing? Well, I don't know. You guys go to frank-mckinney.com because that's and Maybe I, I'm uh, there, but which page I, on which subpage home, is it? Homepage. Home page. Home page. Cuz I'm I looking mean, on my just, phone. I would encourage our listeners right now as we're talking about it to click on it as well so they can Oh, kind of, baby, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it right now. It's outrageous. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's outrageous. Judas Priest. Judas Priestess. This guy Dude, Frank McKinney's living his best life, man. I see oh, you, Frank. Absolutely I figured out what life. a real estate artist is, guys. What? So I, I found another page. It's back on the uh, yeah frankmckinney.com about Frank. Um, he is now known around the globe as a real estate, quote-unquote, artist and the uh-huh. creative force behind some of the world's finest and most magnificent oceanfront mansions ever built on speculation. Uh, I see. I mean, I, see. I, I know about half those words. And so if you yeah. put them together, I think 
he essentially draws pictures of amazing homes and rich people go that one. I want to, I want to create yeah, that. I want to build that. Okay. Clicking on a state home sold so we can see like what he's. Dude. What so this has. book thing is like, this is like second career situation. Totally. Like, this, totally. this is a vanity, a vanity situation. Book wise. Yeah, vanity project for sure. Sweet yeah. mercy. He sold a house for $50 million. Dude, you know what? We're the schmucks. We were talking you know what about, I mean? No, we don't. We don't know what we're talking about. I mean, we Dude, don't the really three of us probably don't have like fifty dollars to rub together if we emptied our wallets <laughs> the, right now. This, av- this guy's the average selling price of the forty-three oceanfront properties he has sold is fourteen million dollars a piece. This so these are homes that like professional athletes can't afford. It's the owners of the teams who get Dude, these right. things. Absolutely. Like absolutely. Per- Musicians don't buy these. Record label executives buy these. Yeah. This is – so we're – I mean – I'm seeing my boy Frank in a different light right we're now. We're way out you know? of our yeah. – we had we, no idea. We moved from mockery into jealousy real fast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Which is going to swing back around to mockery though yeah, that's because that's how we Because we have to make ourselves feel better. Absolutely. Guys, just one more thing. I'm, I'm clicking on his tour schedule because there might be something here for us. Oh, <laughs> while you're looking at that, let me give you a little, little tip about his, uh, his tour. The Seven Deadly Sins book tour, which is the name of the one that goes with this book, Frank will be crossing the country in a 1941 World War II ambulance tour bus. Of course he will. That's this is fantastic. That is a a nugget. And I'm you know what? I bet he I bet he found it in Uh like the fields uh, of France. Had it yeah. shipped back to Florida, where he restored it by hand in his spare time when he's not selling fourteen million dollar homes. Absolutely, uh, this is unbelievable. This gets better. Now, boys, real talk here. Um, we have all we've all written books under you know pretty sizable publishing labels with like marketing budgets, and nobody really does book tours anymore. But I, I dare say we've all done like book signings that were reasonably well publicized by publishers. And I got to tell you, man, you're lucky if 10, 20 people show up. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a, that's like a good night. So this guy like touring across the country in his 1940s, you know, ambulance, who, who gets off the couch for this? You know what I mean? Like who's your, who's your target demo to get off the couch and go see Frank McKinney at a at a bookstore. Well, it says Sussed right here, out. man. He's he's addressed groups as small as ten and as large as ten k. Well, there you go. That's just a nice range. I like that. It, yeah, I it's like a range, that. man. It's about <laughs> as wide of a range. It as really one is, isn't it? Humanly, yeah. yeah. To to be yeah. fair, he's he's probably addressed groups smaller than ten. It just doesn't, you know, it doesn't have quite the uh, symmetry. That's yeah, called dinner. Is, That's called yeah. dinner with the kids. That's called a dinner party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, I tell you what, any. Ron, insights on where he's going to be and if he's going to be near the three of us at all. Yeah, so he's uh, he'll be he's near you guys, man. He's in Ooh. Nashville. Well, he's Dude, of really course he's coming to Nashville. I mean, he's, yeah, of course. So, where's he going to yeah. be in Nashville and when? Um, I'm I'm trying. He's going to be near me in. Uh, I got a little Indianapolis, which is three hours away. Uh, click below to view photos from each city. Yes, uh, I, don't, I don't think he's gotten to Nashville yet. Well, so let me, I want to see some let photos. Let me get into a little. Let me get into a little like psychographic information. You asked who would okay. come out for this. You know, yeah. geography is important, but so let me give you a little information about this book. So we've talked about the book cover. Yep. Um, the 
let's talk about the content and who this might draw. So it's it's a whole Absolutely. new genre. We discussed that. So here we go. Although the sex scenes in some language may not be perceived as explicit, the other thief will be considered highly controversial by many. So it's mm. it's controversial. There is he is, trying to do like a is he trying to do like a Fifty Shades ish kind of a, a well, vibe? They, they said it. They said it may not be perceived as explicit. So it, it's not like you know it's not word maybe, porn. Maybe that's not. good. Um, but but apparently it's it is edgy. We've discussed that. So yeah. Frank uses intense scenes mixed with scripture. How far is too far? Why push the limits when the same message mm. could be conveyed more subtly? So these mm-hmm. are these are questions that the the publicist is asking us to consider. Uh, then we move on to uh, oh, let's see. <clears throat> so we've got okay, and basically he's also using this tour to promote his own philanthro capitalism and his uh, his other his other efforts. But so I mean this is this is a it is a heart wrenching love story about deception, pride, and adultery um, mm-hmm. among the other seven deadly sins. And then mercy, grace, and forgiveness. So does the author go too far? Is it too sexy? Mm. In the context Mm. of exhibiting a more authentic, transparent, and vulnerable discussion, man, that's just buzzword. That's just buzzword battery row right there. That's Um, that's buzzword salad right there. Man, I know. I'm just – I'm full. Uh, Which seems to to be evolving as an acceptable part of society's dialogue. There's another one, dialogue. It's certainly part of the narrative. There's another one of this spiritually daring new book by five-time best-selling author Frank McKinney. So that sentence included every single buzzword an evangelical wants to hear. Authentic, transparent, vulnerable, uh, dialogue – narrative and spiritually daring look at that so good so So i think that's why people will come out for this because because he hit he he absolutely is pitch perfect with his buzzwords yep yep no he really is man he does a he does a master he's a master i'm so jealous right now i'm jealous of his treehouse i'm jealous of his 1941 ambulance i'm jealous of (laughs) Being able to use buzzwords with this effectiveness, I know, man. I'm jealous Piper, of the red day, dress, all of it. One day, your buzzword game will be will be the same, and your your Latin tricep game too. So you know, dare to dream, boys. No, I wish I was dream. the other thief. Dare I'd, to I'd dream. have great muscles. <laughs> Seriously, I'm gonna write one called the other dream. other thief, like not that yeah. other thief, but the other other thief. Yeah, the yeah, no, the the other the other one. Got it. Nobody, nobody gives him enough. He doesn't get enough press. That'll be that'll be Frank's follow up. Won't it be like the, not the, the other thief, the other other thief? Go to other other the thief. thief. <laughs> yeah, the, go yeah. to other other thief. Other other thief. Com. Dot com. I just bought that. That's uh, that's good. He'll buy it. Daddy, he'll uh, he'll buy it from you for fourteen million dollars. Exactly. That'll be the that'll be the best the most successful thing I've ever done in Dude, my Frank, life. Frank, I just got an email from Frank about other other thief. Dot com. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm making some money right now. Dude, we'll split it and we'll uh, we'll we'll buy a beach house for the program from well, Frank. Can we buy designed by Frank? I mean, yes. is that is that what you are, mean? Are there any other beach houses, baby? Of oh, course. Well, what, well, what are we animals? No, of course, of course. I mean, we're not just going to take his money and not not give it back to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Insane, boys. What else is there to say on this, man? It, yeah, as as authors. How do we how do we feel about this? And I want to I want to lay let's one talk more philosophically piece of- about it, Ted. Talk a little talk a little philosophy behind it, and let's let's put it a little more on the serious tip. Like, what do we think about this? And you know, what's yeah. offensive about it? And yeah. Well, I mean, let's be clear. 
like roughly two minutes after we're done recording, I will forget that this ever existed. So there, there is that. I mean, unless I, I tell you, unless the the media frenzy surrounding the Frank McKinney book tour, I mean, it could touch my life. You know, it could be that I can't, I can't even turn around here at, at my university without somebody mentioning this thing. You know, and and that what am I going to do with that? Union. Jealousy wise, the buzz um, union. I, I want to talk <clears throat> about how. This may be the flagship title for uh, a publishing house called Health Communications Incorporated. So Health Communications, I'm guessing by the, the name of the house. And Piper, you're in the industry. Maybe you could shed more light on, on HCI, Health Communications. Like what, what are some of the other titles that they've done? And where does this fit into their, um, their lineup, if you will, their list? I mean, is, is this um, – I mean, is this going to be the cash cow that we think it's going to be for Health Communications Incorporated? Well, I am at hcibooks.com, the life yeah. issues publisher. Um, here are here are some of their, their featured titles or their new titles. Namaste the Hard Way. Yep, yep. From Fearful go. to Fear Free. That one has a happy dog on the cover. Good. Um, Psychic Deborah Graham's Guide to Attracting and Keeping Your True Love. Okay. She, she looks a little bit like, uh, oh, what is her name? Uh, hilarious, Saturday Night Live, was in Parks and Rec. Rachel Dratch. What's that? No. Uh, Rachel Dratch? No, the Parks and Rec one. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. Yes, that's the one. She looks yeah. like Amy Poehler. Uh, Whole Body Reboot. The Peruvian mm. superfoods diet to detoxify, energize, and supercharge fat loss. Um, so it Ronnie, sounds like your this publisher. They, yeah, there you go, Big R. This publisher does a brisk business in kooky authors. It sounds like post romantic almost like self help, like everything's great, best life nowish kind of like topics. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, a lot these of that. are well. Let's look at their bestsellers list. All right, all Frank McKinnon. Um, the betrayal <laughs> bond. Mm. Ula for women, how to find how to balance the seven key areas of life to have less stress, something, something, something. Inspirations, the power of positive inking. I think yeah. that's a coloring book. Um Hypnobirthing, fourth edition. The natural approach nice. to safer, easier, and more comfortable birthing. Cool. Uh Sex Addicts Anonymous. Uh apparently that one doesn't have the author listed. Um <laughs> Cooking your way to gorgeous. So go. yeah, I mean, I th I think a Christian uh, edgy romance novel fits right into this. Yeah, yeah, no, this is uh, this this is right in the wheelhouse then. And uh, real real talk here, Piper, um, and and Ron, we've all worked with a lot of different publishers. Um, I've got to think this guy is like. He's like my diametric opposite in the the publisher's got to be thrilled with all the marketing that he's willing to do for himself. You know what I mean? So <laughs> so they they have this pitch meeting and if if it's me across the table from the publisher, um they're like, "Ted, how do you plan to market this book?" And I say, "Um, I'll probably mention it a couple times on my podcast and I will do absolutely nothing else." <laughs> Frank McKinney sits across the same table and they're like, "Frankie, uh, what are, what are we looking at vis-a-vis -vis marketing for this book? And he's like, well, you know, cracks his knuckles. Um, <laughs> I've purchased a 1941 ambulance and I plan to drive it across the country. 
in a tour in which I hit literally every city there is and talk about the book. Um, dude, they got to be like wetting themselves with excitement, Piper, don't you think? This this health communications, the big wigs over there at HCI. Yeah, I mean, just judging by their website, I'm going to guess um, it's not a huge budget publisher. No, I could be wrong, but yeah? they have not put a lot of money into their website. Maybe um, where are they located, HCI? Fifth Avenue, Manhattan? I mean, this is a Manhattan house, see. right? Uh, I'm gonna go. To, <clears throat> I'm gonna go to the contact us page, dude. I'm gonna guess either Manhattan oh, I, or a really sad city in Florida. <laughs> oh man, goodness! <laughs> yeah, are you looking at the page? No, I swear to gosh, I'm not. Okay, well, it's not Manhattan. It is, in <laughs> fact, Deerfield Beach, Florida. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Deerfield Beach, the Manhattan of Florida. Oh, <laughs> or the really sad a, city you just predicted, right a on the vibrant nose. center of of culture and commerce. Man, the energy in Deerfield Beach, big R. You could cut it with a knife. Oh, man. Many it's unbelievable, that town. It's a knife I spent in Deerfield. I, it's a lot of stuff I can't even talk about. Maybe you've been to two or three retreats in Deerfield. Oh, absolutely. Two or I three just got years. back from I just got back from speaking. I'm going to be going to one next week. You've still got your Deerfield tan. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, I, I never yes. get any other tan other than Deerfield tan. Oh, gosh. I love that town. Well, boys, here's hoping maybe we could place a book with HCI, you know? Um, I don't know. Dare to dream, guys. But anything else on this? I, I feel like we could devote the whole episode to this. To I, think we, I think we almost we did. We we kind of have, haven't we? Um, what, is there anything else to say? Like what? What? What are the odds that anyone in our circles will interact with this book on any level besides us? Which we've just we've just given Frank McKinney an hour of free publicity, by the way. Yeah, which, which is, which is really probably bizarre. not what the publicist had in mind when they sent me that email. But you know, you get what you pay for. So all press is good press, right? <laughs> that's true. I guess. All you know what? Here's what I would. Here's what I would like to see. And I'm not. I'm not trying to be funny, man. But I want to see if our marketing for Frank for Frankie actually was effective. I want to see proof that at least one of our fans like orders the book and has the book and like like literally like. Like like sends us a picture of them like with the actual book in their hands and and just like basically says, hey, the marketing worked. I'm reading The Other Thief. Okay, listen, I've got a job for one of the two of you to do right now because I can't do it for like self-loathing reasons. But I feel like the two of you are both stronger men than me. (laughs) Um, I would like one of you to log on to our favorite little mom and pop bookseller, Amazon.com, and just see how the pre-sales are going. Um, just, just check the, check the rank and I can't do it because it'll make me feel even worse about myself, but all right. Um, the other thief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they're not discounting it yet. That's a little disappointing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's still 20, it's still 20 bones. It yeah. is ranked 427,535th. I bet in, it's ranked better than the book that I have out right in now. In print books. Well, the uh, let's see. Well, let's go find yours. Yeah, but you didn't. But look at this pipe in in, in crucifixion romance. It's number one. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> genre really that, the genre that he no. created. Yeah, yeah. Number one in, in the genre. Crucifixion romance. It's number one of. Oh, the, Ted, you're you're two hundred thousand spots above him. Ah, oh, check me out, you Piper. You beat the. 
I was about to say beat the pants off of it, but no one in that book's wearing pants anyway. So that's uh, right. I beat the I beat the red sash off the <laughs> yeah, other. Page. You beat the strategically placed sash right off that's that right. book. That's right. It becomes a much more explicit cover at that point. But <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, sorry about that, Frank. Now we now we do have to discuss your edginess. Exactly. Oh man. Well, that makes me feel better. Well, you let's know see, what? Let's it's see the... how it's doing in Kindle pre-sales because you know okay. those. Ma- Okay, three million two hundred eight thousand nine hundred thirty second in Kindle store oh, he's sales. Getting, he's getting slaughtered in Kindle sales. Yeah, I not mean, not awesome. But not but, awesome. Okay, well here's here's a selling point. Betsy DeVos said nice things about it, and I think we should probably stop there before we turn this into a political podcast and get ourselves in trouble. Dude, what what did our girl Betsy say? Betsy DeVos said, McKinney creates an entirely new and daring genre with The Other Thief. Oh, she's the one who said tortuously honest and painfully vulnerable. Wait a minute. The Secretary of Education is making up words? I feel like that was Rich DeVos that said that on on my thing. But you know what? There there could be some some nuance, some gray area there, you know? (laughs) Wait, a lot of overlap who, here. There's baby. some shenanigans going on here because there's yeah, there's DeVos confusion. Our Secretary yeah. of Education is making up words, which might come as no surprise to some people. I'm I'm I don't know. I'm throwing a flag on this one. Fifteen yard penalty for BS. Dude, what are the odds that he sold a beach mansion to the DeVosses? And that's that's how you know this publishing marriage came to be with with them blurbing his book. I mean Weirder things. Dude, speaking of weird things, I think I did Rich DeVos's radio show one time to to promote one of my books. He has a radio show, and I think I was on it. And it was maybe the worst radio experience I've ever had. Um, Boy, it was one of those like that is saying something given Christian radio. Yeah, it was one of those like, hey, I see here you wrote a book. Why don't you tell us about it? You know. And right. it, it went on in that vein for like 10 minutes. It was awful. There's all the same question. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I was camping with my family because like the the budget was tight and we were, you know, we were opting to do that to make memories for our kids. And I'm just like, this guy, this guy could buy and sell me like thousands of times over. And I'm I'm on my cell phone, like at a campground, struggling through the worst radio <laughs> interview I've ever had in my life. You know, I just felt really Terrible you know what's funny, that. you guys? I want to talk about that next time. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. this on the next ep. I want to talk about like most broad, general questions that we've ever gotten from people, like from from interviewers, when they're trying to talk about something that you know they haven't engaged in, which is fine because you know they haven't. And you're expecting that, but I mean, I'm telling you, like, I feel like if you just gave me a book right now, and all I had was the, like, if I had other thief and I was calling Frank to interview him right now, like, dude, I would be able to ask him some legitimately intelligent questions. And it's oh, dude, phenomenal. I would go deep dive just on the cover. For real, know? I mean, it's phenomenal <laughs> the questions you get from some of these people that are so. It's like, it's like, yeah. dude, you really don't want to be doing this right now, do you at all? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, I see that you're a person. You know, tell tell us about that. <laughs> we we should. I, I think we tried this on an episode maybe like two years ago, which means it doesn't exist in any of our memories. But <clears throat> we uh, we did try to do an episode where we we interviewed one another as if so. Two of us were radio hosts, and the other one was the author. And we uh-huh. asked like typical radio show questions. It was as awkward and stilted as you would guess by such a, you know, sort of a, a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. That must have been a Troger. 
it, I mean, it was a, it was a long time ago. So, uh, dude, but, I remember when we did like real earnest interviews with each other, and like to this day, I have people still saying that those were their favorite ups. Oh yeah, that was what was that last summer when yeah, we that were was on various fun. vacations. Was good, yeah, yeah, that was, that was well. a good a good run. Absolutely, absolutely. Ah, the glory days. Well, boys, tip of the uh, distressed Brett Michaels cap to uh, to one Frank McKinney, man. He's, uh, you know, he 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 never ceases to surprise me, Piper. Oh, every time. Uh, you think was... you think you know Frank McKinney, and and here we are confronted with new information. Hey, I had heard rumors about the other thief. I think eight years ago, and I was sure. like, well, I mean, it's probably going to because I know how he writes. He takes he yeah. takes his time. He, he takes, takes his time. time. He's a craftsman, Absolutely. you know, and you, you hear these no things idea. in publishing. I had no idea it was going to be something this is it this awkward. big. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Yeah, I mean, Everywhere I think you go. I think I can speak for all of us in just saying just absolutely mind blown, you know, mind blown. Lovely man, too. You know, oh, Frankie, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I think we've all enjoyed our time with Frankie. We we sure have. I mean, what a genuine guy. Just I, I hope I can work with him on a project in the future. And I hope the project is designing my 14 million dollar beach home. Um, you know, so Frank, if you're out there, if you want to do a, you know, a little, a little, <laughs> if you want to build a beach house in exchange for, um, some sponsorships on the program, uh, I don't, I don't know. Ethically, would we be down for that? So if this is the last question, the answer is now. correct. Yeah. If Frank McKinney came to us <laughs> as a show and said, I will build you, I will design you a $14 million beach house in exchange for a year's worth of sponsorship on the program. And I, I think we can confidently say that valuation wise, I mean, I haven't crunched all the numbers, but that that's basically a one-to-one. I mean, that's, that's what we're looking at for a year. I mean, I think uh, we can confidently say we'd all like pose for his next other, other thief, like, like book cover. If how naked talking. would you get on his cover? Seriously. For a $14 million beach home? Sash over the midsection. Are you going sash <laughs> over midsection on the cover? For a $14 million beach home. And I'm asking all three of us, Big R, you go first. $14 million sponsorship, but you have to go sash right over the midsection on the cover. No question. Okay. Do you get to pick the material for the sash, though? What if it's like if it's like dark denim and, and flannel? You're I'm I'm guessing you're all in. It can be it can be the red. It can be the lady in red. It, it can be the it could be red velvet. Piper? I mean, I'm I'm all in. I'm I'm I, all in for for my 14 mil beach home. It's not even a question. Yeah, I would Absolutely. I would not only do that. I would then announce why I did it. So that it's, oh, sure. you know, be yeah, like yeah. I did this so that I could get a really really nice house, a really sweet house. Yeah, and I mean, just. Um, there would be no no shame, no hiding. Just like yeah, absolutely. He <laughs> that was the offer, and I took that it. was it. Dude, and then I would no hiding. And I would like, sell no the hiding. house, and no I would reinvest all my money in a happy rent sponsorship. Absolutely, I would do it, but I would definitely like. I take about a month, month and a half. I'd die it down a little bit. You know, I'd I'd hit. You know, I I just amp up the gym program a little bit. You know, I, I love how you're gonna, concerned with how. I mean, you know, they can paint you any way they want, Big T. I know I they just, can, but baby, I would just say I, cut I, me a little. I would just say I would say, me carve me bit. out a little bit. Carve Fine. me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little, a little more in the lats, a little more. Tra- I want some Tom Hardy traps on that cover, man. Um, I want people to look at the three of us and go, "Oh, the traps on Big T. Look at that. He's been shrugging. He's been doing some shrugs." Um, so Frank, if you're listening, there it is. The three of us on the cover. One year of Happy Rant sponsorship in exchange for. Uh, a fourteen million dollar beach house. So other, that's other, that's other the thieves. offer. 
Yeah, that's the off. That's the offer. That's <laughs> that all the one's thing. not the other other thief, dude. You're talking Simon of Cyrene, man. That's that's Ooh. the one after the other wow. other thief. Yeah, I mean, we're talking a whole series, really. But oh, dude, uh, the show is here. The show is here to promote, provided we get a beach home on the other side of it. So, uh, boys. With that, I think we can. Uh, I think we can safely say we've wandered to and fro throughout this one topic. So this is the uh, the, the Frank. What's his last name? McKinney. Yeah, this is the Frank yeah. McKinney episode of of the Happy Rant podcast. So immortalized forever. I hope his his book tour goes well. Piper, what what radius would the tour have to come? Like twenty mile radius of your house, five miles to get you off the couch. Just for ironic haha purposes, for you to go see it. It would be less about home. radius and more about company. I yeah. There's zero percent chance I would attend this on my own. Uh, yeah. However, I would attend if a friend talked me into it. Like if we were there, Pipe, it would like oh, we absolutely. might come out just for if that. I if we could go mystery science theater this thing, uh, <laughs> I'm in. Dude, we could we could do a little remote. We could put live mics. We could we just could wear a wire. Wh- whisper into our phones quietly. Dude, yeah, it'll, it'll be the wire episode and uh and yeah we just we just go live on the whole thing i would do that i would definitely do that i think for myself i would not get off the couch for it unless it was literally in my neighborhood so if it was if he was going to be visiting a home on leewood drive in humboldt tennessee and i could walk there i would i would do it um but probably nowhere else baby let me just uh let me just uh, suggest that you not throw out your address like that because it's you know we got a lot of got a lot of people now that are looking at Leewood Drive. We got a lot of fans. It's going to be dangerous know, for you. Baby. It's going to be dangerous. Yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking about you right now. Dude, the adulation, the it's it's a safety issue, really. It's I mean, a safety issue. People are uh, just going to be driving up and down that street looking for I know. The I'm, I'm 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 you know what? Cut this out. I mean, you think they're not doing that already? Maybe the Resonate guys can bleep out my street. Bleep, that, bleep out Leewood, please. In fact, Resonate guys, I would like you to bleep that out. <laughs> yeah. Leewood Drive, Leewood Drive. Oh, shoot. Dude, those guys don't even I just listen. Keep saying Leewood Drive. Dude, they add that that bumper on the on the intro now. That's all they they don't listen. But uh, Resonate guys, if you're listening, bleep they out Leewood Drive. Thank you very they much. They would never listen to this podcast. That's, that's right. Like you, baby. That's how detached and, and cynical they are. About you know, it. it's just yeah. how it is. What podcast? What am I even doing right now? I don't even. I don't know what I'm doing right now. What have <laughs> I even wanted? It doesn't even matter because at this point nobody's listening either. Yeah, exactly. They've already arrived at work. <laughs> because boys, we've wandered, <laughs> we've wandered to and fro throughout this one topic, and until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. What do you do when your world is falling apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast, and we'll discuss that and so much more.